in a world of podcasts. This is the only podcast that is the most podcastiest. Fireside Film Family. Three to six friends randomly talking about their love of movies. Today, Brian, Dan, and Marianne take you to the world of the Log Awards. Welcome to Fireside Film Family. Hello, coming to you today from the Peoria Public Library. What's this studio called? We sound kind of professional today, don't we? Uh, sure. <laughs> well, I don't have to talk at full volume. I could we can go with that. talk in my sexy bass voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Rico Suave. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. This is Fireside Film Family. Uh, just a bit about our name, if you don't know. Fireside, because we live in Phoenix, or the Valley of the Sun, Film, because we love film, and family, because it was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, because when we started this podcast, the last Fast and Furious film came out, which I have yet to see, <laughs> although I do hear they go to outer space in this one, and, uh, and, and, and Vin Diesel's family thing. So that's just a bit about our name. So uh, we'll just go around in circles and talk the way we usually do. Vin, we actually like you quite a bit. If you'd be willing yeah. to come on the podcast, we'd love to hear from yes, you. Yes, <laughs> you know, spread the word about us, you know. Get some traction. Hey, I don't want money out of this. I just want to be invited to screenings and get, like, uh, I mean, free 4K discs and uh, home video equipment. Dude, I could spend an hour talking to Vin Diesel about Find Me Guilty <laughs> and him working with Sidney Lumet. I just, I'm just, dude, just tell me about that. That's all yeah. I want to hear. Okay, so I'm Brian. I'm Daniel. I'm Mary Ann. And you sound quiet. I'm always quiet. She's always quiet. This is like the thing now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. She can get me to talk. Two loud, two loud mouths, and a and a quiet, a quiet refined lady of the film <laughs> cinema. So today we are going to present our first annual Log Awards for 2022, the Log Awards. Um, whatever why, why this are is. Why are they called logs? Because. What do you need to build a fire with? Oh, Jesus God! All right, let's share this a little bit differently, kids. So um, it's a log of we, shit. It, this this is my dumb idea, so blame me for it. Um, we were thinking about what what keeps our passion for film burning throughout a given year. You, you all know you have that one favorite film you might go back to time and time again. Uh, uh, Casino, Goodfellas, Star Wars. You've heard Star Wars, right? Everybody comes up with their. Morbius. <laughs> Unless you're a sick bastard like Brian and you choose Morbius. But no, what, what was it about 2022? What movie did we see that we went, oh, man, that reaffirms my faith in the movies. That reaffirms my faith in the magic and power and majesty of movies to make us feel like we're young kids again, right? Like we, like we felt when we saw our first Star Wars, our first animated film, Mean Girls for Marianne, which is one of her favorites. <laughs> I'm going to pick on her a little bit. Hey, it's a good musical. Any, any Scorsese movie, for those who know Brian. Um, and then for me, I'm the ultimate geek because I can go from watching an Errol Morris film to watching The Empire Strikes Back to watching 2001 and then probably taking a nap. Um, but no. <laughs> so, so the first annual uh, Fireside Film Family Log Awards, what kept our fires burning? 
Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, well said. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so we have, do we want to do four categories? Do we want to split up performance? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. We could kind of make this like the adult video news awards and have uh, how like, about not? Uh, I mean, uh, best girls. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Can we get a marker on this? How quickly did Brian jump to porn within the first five minutes? <laughs> <laughs> He's married folks. I'm the single widowed guy. I should be thinking about porn. Hey, Who says porn first? Him. Both myself okay. and my wife have a crush on Gal Gadot. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, because that's porn? What? Huh? It okay. could be. It could be. Hey, baby. <laughs> Never mind. I'm starting Wonder, the five-minute timer now. If Wonder Woman doesn't work out, hit us up. Uh, so so anyway, the, the log awards are going to be split into uh, three main categories and then one subcategory. First log award is the best film we saw in 2022. Now, this is overall best film across the board, the film that made us go, wow. I, I believe in movies that's kept my fire burning and will propel me into 2023. Um, best performance, we're going to split this into two categories. We're going to do in front of camera and behind camera. So, for example, in front of camera would be actor or actress. And, and I don't want to label it by a certain sex type of performance, whatever. If you felt that a female was the best performer of last year, if you felt a male was the best performer of last year, if you felt that fill in the pronoun of your choice was the best performer of last year, whom would that be? Uh So that would be lead or supporting then. Correct. Lead lead or supporting. Correct. Um, And then behind the camera, uh, I had thought, well, really there's two factors here. You have directors and you have screenwriters. Yes, there are other people involved in the production of a film. We're actually going to get to them in just a moment. Um, But primarily when you think of a movie, you think about who wrote it, who directed it. In some cases, it's the very same person for both. So two for performance, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Third one is differing from the first two in that we want to talk about the best production of a movie. Now, this is a little bit of a different idea than best film. Best film is, wow, what a great experience. Across the board, loved it. Don't have a complaint about it. Best production is where maybe you didn't necessarily like the movie. You didn't like the performances. You didn't like the overall tone of the film. But my God... Was it beautiful to look at? Was it you, the, 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 the stunts were impressive or the music was terrific or all of the other f- parts of a film that make up a film were absolutely outstanding. But the first two parts sucked. Didn't like the performances. I didn't like the film overall. But my God, I loved the third part. So that's, that's how we're going to approach this. Um, everybody's going to get a five-minute limit to discuss... <laughs> Um, their awards. Is, is my limit up for the five on I didn't start it yet, actually. All right, then. Well, I see that. the explanation needed. Yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't needed, sure. So. I was trying to get it in. Yeah. So, so, again, our goal here is to try to um, help folks out there in the world to say, you know what? We might not have liked Movie X, but my God, you should see Movie X because the production values were through the roof. Which, ironically, is the name of a movie from 2022. Movie X? X? No, just X. X. Oh, okay, well, yeah. You said the Movie <laughs> X. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Ty West. We love you. <laughs> so, All right. So um, I, I, who's going to go first? I, I think we should let Marianne go first. Yes, I think Marianne should go first. So <laughs> this will be okay. the award, the the log award. The log award for, for do, we, do we? Well, you know what? You no, no. Seriously, she should do it in the order that she feels most comfortable. So if she wants to go, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> well, I know the loggies. Really? No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I I didn't prepare for it either. Yeah. See. 
we are we are random people. We are random. We just th- think of no, shit no, on the you spot. Know what? You know? know what? No, hey, as as film fans, we all know right now in January of 2023 what our favorite film from last year was. Now, I'll give you an example. I have not seen Avatar two yet. Me personally, so I might see that, and it might turn out to be the greatest film I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But with that caveat, I know what I felt my favorite film was, my favorite performance, my favorite production. I get it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So, Marianne. ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Marianne. I mean, take us there. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I guess I'll go with um, what did we say? Just best pr- picture. How, Is that how, what we how called how it? Do it? So, so best film, best, best performance, film. Okay. best production, right. best film. So. I didn't actually really have that uh, like gotcha moment of watching anything in 22 and thinking, wow, I have to see that immediately again, which is usually my like barometer for what my favorite movie of the year is. So um, that having been said, the movie that I probably think about the most is probably Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, it's That's just, a smart goal right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just so it's different, but it also has a lot of things that anybody can relate to. You know, there's the whole mother-daughter thing, the family conflicts, but told in a really new and unique way. So um, that's probably going to be my pick for best film for 2022. Don't have much more else. No, no, that's, no, that's, that's perfect. All right, so you, best, best film, everything, everywhere, all at once. Did you want to go with performance next? Oh, I thought we were doing like a round robin. Oh, you, type yeah, thing. let's do a round robin. We'll do round robin. All right. Rock and robin. All right, all Brian, right. best film uh, of 2022. Best film, uh, you're going to get two in a row. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It was exciting. It was alive. I mean, how many films you could say are alive again? I mean, just like they're approaching things differently and new. You saw a lot of that in the, in in the '90s. I could go and make an argument like everybody talks about the the 1970s. What a great decade for film. Well, I would say the '90s could rival that. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, and you had a lot of great filmmakers in the 90s. Not only Tarantino, Pulp Fiction was something new and alive. Jackie Brown was 97. Yeah, Jackie yeah. Brown. You also had Paul Thomas Anderson, new and alive. Darren Aronofsky with Pi. Um, all of these great filmmakers um, doing things that were just a breath of fresh air. And the Daniels with Everything Everywhere All at Once, I went in totally cold. I've heard about it, and I went in totally cold. And like I told um, Marianne offline, you know, it was like when I was in the theater, I got sucked into the screen is what I did. I got totally sucked into the screen to the point where I was not even aware that I was sitting in an AMC auditorium. I was having what Roger Ebert once called when, when he talked about taxi driver and close encounters of the third kind an out of body experience. Uh, that's, I was in the movie and not only is it absurdist and, 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 and of course uh, wacky, it also has a heart to it as well. It really does have a heart to it. And, um, and it was original the way it was told, it was original. I mean, there's no original story out there at all, but the way it was told was original. Um, and that's why, to me, the best film it was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, I hate to stoop to symbolism. Um, they're both right. Everything Everywhere All at Once, best film of 2022. Now, 
I, I, I almost want to stop here and pause for a second. So you, you think, well, what the hell is a film anyway, right? A mm-hmm. film is, it's a director, it's a writer, it's actors, it's the production value. It's what's all a film versus what's a movie? Well, true. Well, but, I mean, but all those things coming together. What's cinema versus a theme park ride? <laughs> well, but in, well, I mean, I, this is me coming from the I Love John Wick franchise. The John Wick franchise is maybe not a film. It's very much a theme ride. Yeah. How many guys will John kill today? Right. I mean, it's <laughs> and with there's, what objects? And with what <laughs> objects? Right. But but everything everywhere all at once um, even had tremendous sub performances. And, yeah. and just to throw out a couple, Jamie Lee Curtis as as the accountant slash assassin from the future. The I don't remember that woman's name who played the daughter. She Stephanie was terrific. Yes, yeah, Stephanie Chu. Uh, uh, Ki Hu Kuei. I always get his name wrong. The I've actor, been hearing Kei Kwan. Kei Kwan. Thank you. The for, Best supporting actor. Formerly Oscars. short round from Indiana Jones 2, right? <laughs> um, he was terrific. But even smaller characters like the dad played by James Hong, mm-hmm. who is absolutely one of my favorite character actors in the history of the world. That man could read the phone book and I'd listen. Um, it's those little things as well that came together um, if anybody has seen it, I'm just going to say this. The scene with the rocks may be one of the best scenes I've ever seen in a film. Oh, my gosh. Ever. Yeah. It is so beautifully well done, and and there is literally no dialogue, right? All subtitled. It's all subtitled. And and I, I really felt like it hit on so many levels just beyond uh, a regular standard cinema experience Agreed. absolutely it, it was a wonderful 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 experience i um i have been waiting to buy it on dvd because i'm waiting for it to drop under 20 bucks <laughs> you got to get the 4k not i know the DVD. that's the I, 4k I with yeah. the atmos sound it is no, no I, I really want yeah. to well especially i mean and 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 the fact that the villain is a everything bagel yes i mean come <laughs> on You'll never look at bagels so, uh, the yeah, same spoiler way. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> the the villain is a bagel. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, three for three, everything, everywhere, all at once, best film, 2022. Yes. Okay. Have you guys noticed anything, like uh, any kind of age gap in liking the movie? Because I had my parents watch it. They're baby boomers, and they didn't They didn't like it. They didn't get it. Oh, that was no, okay. but um, I noticed. I you guys are Gen X, Well, and yeah, I'm a millennial. So. But so is my wife Gen X, and she didn't like it. She thinks it's one of the worst films she ever saw. Oh, wow. Uh, she was like, it's too long. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I said, come on. Well, so, Wakanda so, Forever was longer. Well, but but, but you, you do have to remember there is a lot going on in the yes. movie that yeah. is left unexplained. Right. Right? Because we just assume everybody's going to understand when we say multiverse. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, multiverse because of the, yeah. you know, uh, Marvel and all that. But just the concept of there are multiple things happening at any one moment. Mm-hmm. All this movie does, it says, well, we can actually try to tap into that and, and again, spoiler alert, and drag yeah. that into uh, the present moment of yeah. the present character at the present time. But what happens when 16 of those moments all right. collide exactly. at once, right? Yeah. But then again, your parents also liked the fan- uh, uh, the um, Fred Durst's <laughs> The Fanatic with John Travolta. And okay, you know and what? felt he no. needed an Oscar nomination. Stop, stop. We're gonna, That's just we're, my mom. Listen, we're, we're going to end this right now. No, seriously, we are. John Travolta, if you're listening, you did not suck in The Fanatic. 
Seriously, I didn't the, see the, fil- movie. <laughs> the film fails that man in so many ways. You're right. This gets back to the third award, production. Was he good in that movie? Yes. Was everything else bad? Hell yeah. Especially when Fred Durst, and I'll get off this in just a minute here, but I just guess, especially when Fred Durst has the other character in the car with his son. You want to hear some Limp Biscuit? <laughs> I used to listen to this back in the day. But no, but I mean, but, you know, so, so I mean, it's like, it's like how, many, how many ways can we fail poor John Travolta? You're right. You're right. right. He, he's, if you've ever seen it, he has the movie where he trains Kevin Hart to be a spy. It's called, yeah. Get, it's called Die Hart. It's on Hulu or something like that. Hmm. Find it, watch it. It is one of the funniest things you will ever see. Okay. And, and Travolta, again, is one of those guys, he can do comedy. He can do action. If Face Off isn't one of the best films of the last 25 years, I don't know what is. That <laughs> film is tremendous, and I swear to God, I hope they make a sequel. But, yep. yeah. Well, I mean, the best reason, film of the last 25 years, <laughs> Face Off. The reason I brought up the age thing is because I know that I was reading some of the trades about film and they were saying that a lot of the older Oscar voters don't connect as much with ah, everything everywhere okay. which is why it's not like a shoe in for best picture whereas most of people our age are like everybody that we know has seen it and liked it well but the older voters don't seem to be as so that's kind of true it, with so. the Oscars in general when we, I mean there's a few times they've gotten it right I feel but you go back in uh, the green book um, crash. I'm off, never mind. Off, crash. crash. But I mean, no, no, I but I mean, let's face it. In in the Oscars of '90 or '91, um, the best film, according to all of the critics, was Goodfellas, and then Dances with Wolves like sweeps the Oscars. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Dance. I'm not a hater on Dances with Wolves. I think Costner did did something brilliant in that film, um, but. Goodfellas really has withstood the test of time, but everybody was going for dances with wolves. You could go back to uh, the previous Oscars in uh, 89 or 90 when, as Spike Lee calls it, Driving Miss Motherfucking Daisy <laughs> wins for best picture. But that's, but that's more Morgan Freeman, the power of Morgan Freeman. And, 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 and Jessica Tandy, yeah. right? At, at maybe the end of the height of her powers. Right. Yeah, so there's differences there. All right, okay, so, so next so one. We, we covered... Um, you, uh, best uh, film. Best so film. You want to do best performance? Um, you, you make the call. I, in I front can't. of... We are winging this, folks. <laughs> well, no, just we are editing we'll, it later. Well, we're, we're, we're not necessarily doing it in order, everybody. We're not doing um, this live. It's fine. Uh, we'll uh, do it live! <laughs> behind, behind or in front of the camera? Um, let's see. Um, I'll let you choose between those options. I'm even like trying to look at what I had written down because Brian and I did another podcast. We did another podcast last week, but it was <gasps> totally different. Sorry, her they friend does a podcast. Well, Aaron's <laughs> been bastards. cheating on us with uh, with Lauren, and uh, that movie's fine. Yeah. They even have a fancy intro and sponsors. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh, sponsors. Well. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> isn't that nice? <laughs> no, but anyway, so like I already I have a list of like what I said I would nominate. Okay. So I'm just trying to look through yeah, it. No, no, so I guess I'll do notes, in, yeah. in front of. Um, in front, okay. So actor, actress, pronoun of choice. Yeah, I'm trying to look at these because I'm trying to think who like most impressed me because it's, t- it's a tough question. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know it's, we're trying to go in order, but I, I wouldn't mind actually having a little well, bit Well, I mean, time. okay, <laughs> you know what? Okay. How about this? Name, I'll say. name your candidates. If you've got multiple, that's fine. Okay, well. I'll I'll preface by saying like when I look at acting categories myself, I think about a couple things. I think could you picture anyone else in this role? You exactly, know, like, that's a good one. Uh, like for example, 
Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Like, yes. Could you picture anybody else in the role? Maybe. I don't know off the top of my head necessarily, but... If Christian I'm, Bale gained 300 exactly. pounds, I could mean, he yeah. do it? Yeah. Right, uh -huh. that type I, of thing. Yeah. I personally can't see him being that vulnerable, Christian Bale, the way um, Brendan Fraser was. Right, right. Um, you don't know Christian Bale, but... No, I'm joking. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> no, I, mean, I don't but, know him no, personally. I, mean. So, so, so. I mean, but but it's been a long time since Empire of the Sun. I don't, so. don't, don't want to get too far off topic. All right, so, so Brent, then some, Brendan Fraser in the will. Right, so then another thing that I think about is, like, did this performance make me take notice of them in either because, like, I haven't seen them do something like this mm. before... Or I don't know them. I haven't seen this actor before, okay. maybe as like... Out of pattern. Yeah, out yeah. of, I'm you know, you. they're not being uh -huh. typecast or something. And similarly, did it make an impact on me? Like, months later, I'm still thinking about Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once, because mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's so many things that she has to do, and pretty much everybody in the cast, for that matter. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I don't necessarily, like, consider for these, but I think is interesting to do is, could you switch anybody who's, like... This is more for like when you're actually voting on who's mm -hmm. already been nominated, but like, could you switch anybody in the category with each other and with their roles? Like, for example, could Colin Farrell have played Brendan Fraser's role in The Whale, or could Brendan mm -hmm. Fraser have been in Banshees and Sheeran? Okay, that's that, that's an interesting one. I like that. Interesting. Yeah. 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 So right, that, I guess I, Brendan I Fraser would have played uh, Brendan Gleeson <laughs> in, in Banshees. Well, that was anyway. a thing, that, but like early on in the Oscar race, that people were saying like, "Oh, we could have." Brendan and Brendan win actor and supporting actor, and we could have Michelle and Michelle win an actor. Oh, that's good. I hadn't thought of that. So that was funny. So I'm thinking about Brendan Fraser. I'm thinking about Michelle Yeoh, but I'm also thinking about Kehi Kwan because, okay. yeah. again, we haven't seen him in so long. And I have, I haven't seen him do anything as an adult. It yeah. was something different as a grown up. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, because I've only seen him in The Goonies and mm -hmm. Indiana Jones. So and I, you know I who know his attorney is. Done. Who, the so, guy from Google News. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's his acting. Uh, that's pretty funny. That's his attorney. Um, right, so, so you said Brenda Frazier, um, Michelle, Michelle Yeoh, and uh, Kehi Kwan. Kehi Kwan. And then for supporting actress, I honestly I really liked Angela Bassett in mm -hmm. Wakanda Forever, and I know it's like people are gonna be like, I like oh, you too, Angela. <laughs> it's a hey, it's baby. a comic book movie, but I mean it's not a comic book role, so to speak. Right. But, and who really gives a crap if it's a comic book movie anyway? It's a good role is a good role. And, and good we said that last week too. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, a good role is a good role. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's for me. It's between those four. Okay. Um, because I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> so so does any one stand out from the rest initially? <sighs> I don't know. I really don't. Like, okay. I really like all of these. And I know I, I kind of went like with the four big acting no, no, categories. Yeah, I, so, I mean, some people might go with like between two for the best actor candidates. But right. by the way, best actor is like not really a good can uh, category uh, this year. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> if, if it's if it's not Butler, then I don't know. I mean, I think I think the entire Academy is going to go. Yeah, you're Elvis. You win. Thanks. Good night. I, you know, I like Austin Butler, but I think Brendan Fraser he, he won't win. Hell of a lot more. He won't win. Why not? It's possible. Golden Globes. He won't win. That's a different voting. I, I, I understand right. that, but but, but, but there's a reason why he didn't yeah, go I, to I, I, the Golden. Did he win at he won at Critics, which is also right. not the same. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and that's why they didn't do it because honestly, you want to talk about a Me Too movement? There's uh, well, yeah. There's sure. in other a words, man right in other there. Words, I, I am not nitpicking his performance. I haven't seen the whale. Yeah, I, mean, I have. I, right. I have. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, uh, so I'm not nitpick, nitpicking his performance. I'm nitpicking the Academy more than anything else. Yeah. Right. Right. So. But I mean, Austin Butler um, was great. But I'm gonna. I have to second uh, a Marianne again on her choices. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's like 
which one stands out out of all of them? Angela Bassett in Wakanda Forever? Again, forget about it being a comic book film, just like uh, The Batman when we were talking last week. The Batman was one of my favorite films of last year, and if there was any justice, that would be one of the best picture and best director nominees. Forget about it being a comic book film, okay? It's just a great film, and they took the story somewhere different, somewhere personal. Are you talking about Batman or Wakanda? Uh, the Batman, but the, the, but the but, Batman. but getting yeah. to Wakanda yeah. Forever, <laughs> Angela Bassett in th- that role, um, it's just uh, again forget about it being a comic book performance. It's just a great performance. Um, Brendan Fraser, um, I've never seen him that vulnerable, and just to show how passionate he is with that role, even in interviews, he's getting teared up talking about yeah. it. It's just um, that uh, I mean that is. Acting 101, when you could see an actor who you've seen in the Mummy series, which I love, who you've seen in in Encino Man, (laughs) SLC Punk, (laughs) no, not SLC Punk, uh, um, Airheads, Airheads, yeah, yeah, George of the Jungle, and to um, to really just, you see this man torturing himself, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he knows what's going on, he's doing it deliberately, and... um, you 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 feel for him, Kehi Kwan. The, he had to do so much in that yeah, film. Exactly. He showed everything that he could do that he didn't do for all those years between uh, Goonies and now. Yeah. Um. I mean, that line where he says, "You know, I would have loved to do laundry with you." Right. Something like that. Yeah. It just. It, it's. So movie, he plays a romantic lead. He plays an action hero. He yep. plays a father. Um, so many things in that um, film, and he is good at every single one of them. Exactly. And um, Michelle Yeoh as well. Mm-hmm. Those are the four, and I can't pick from any of those which one is better than the other. If I was to pick a standout, I would say Kehi Kwan because we just haven't seen him. Uh, um, yep. Brendan Fraser, I think he needed the right material right, to right. show that side of him. Mm-hmm. And he got the right material. A, a good writer, good director, Darren Aronofsky, who didn't do his Aronofsky you know, flash, <laughs> kept the camera very simple, very, I mean, it, it is... Um, a hopefully one he didn't sleep with his his star. No. <laughs> that, was his, that was his other bag throughout history, right? right? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, one three three aspect ratio, yep. the movie is. But it's he keeps it very simple. A lot of uh, close-ups, no like flashy jump cuts or anything. Very simple. Um, and just you focus on the room and the people. But um, It helps that it was a play first. Yes. So. <laughs> but I think Frazier, he needed the material. And right. he got the material. Kehi Kwan... We only know him from, um, honestly, and this is unfair to him, but we only know him from Short Round, and I forgot his character's name in Goonies, but that's where we know him from. Yeah. Well, because I remember when I saw the trailer, I had I didn't recognize him, and right. I was like, that guy looks familiar. Who is that? And right. then once the, I didn't, I still couldn't figure it out until the credits rolled, and I was like, oh my God, right. what? It's that right. No guy. way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, those four, but I'd say Kehi is probably my standout. Okay, Dan, I went a bit over. Um. So I'm going to approach this a little bit differently. I, I agree with everything everybody just said. All at once. I, I will. <laughs> all at once. All right. Uh, I will throw out a couple of extra Great. tidbits. Why, dear God, why Angela Bassett was not the Black Panther in that movie? You, you wanted will, that. I, you wanted I, her to I become the Black that Panther. So bad because Angela Bassett is a 100% badass, and and the grieved mother 
of the fallen son coming back to save her kingdom. Holy flippin' flobbledy flea. Why that wasn't in that movie? If, if Bassett played that role, she'd win the Oscar. Seriously, straight up. She's one of the best there is. Mm-hmm. Love her I was kind of for you yeah. in no, no, that. I, but, yeah, that's, that's, but I knew it was going to go right. no, no, I his sister. No, I understand. But, but that would have been a great Had concept. they done that, I think that mm-hmm. would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, almost everybody in Everything Everywhere all at once. You guys hit upon, except one person, which I'll mention in a moment. Um, uh, I want to talk about Elvis just for a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Both Butler, Austin Butler, am I saying yes. anything correctly? Okay. Mm-hmm. Austin Butler is Elvis. I know he's gotten some crap for this, but Tom Hanks is Colonel Parker. I didn't think Tom Hanks was bad. I thought I think he was bad. I thought, I thought he was, was terrific as that character. Right. And for us seeing Tom Hanks as someone a scumbag. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe just flat out evil. Yeah. Right. That was that was him really stretching some limits, you know? Yeah, I agree. And, and I was very impressed with that. Um, but I for me it comes down to three characters. And, and I'm going to start with the one that's probably either the most or least obvious, depending on how you look at it. And forgive me, everyone. Tom Cruise, Top Gun, Maverick. Here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to hear this. I don't, I don't, here, well, no, <laughs> hang on. John Larroquette used to be on Night Court in the 80s, playing Assistant District Attorney Dan Fielding. Mm-hmm. There's a reboot. Right. Yeah. He's playing the same character 30 years later. He gets interviewed and says, you know... As an actor, it's interesting to revisit a role you haven't done in 30 years to see, hey, what happened to that character? And that got me thinking about Tom Cruise as Maverick. Hmm. He revisits a character he hasn't touched in almost 30 years, 25-ish, right? Mm-hmm. What happens to that guy? And when we see him, he's, he's pushing the envelope as a test pilot in a crazy project that no one thinks will ever succeed. What does he do? Frickin' breaks, what, what was it, Mach 10 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't help himself, and he pushes a little bit harder, further, danger zone, blah, blah, blah. So there's that part of it. There's the part of him rekindling the romance with the woman of the general from the first movie yeah. that they casually mention. You have about two minutes left. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate that. So, so um, um, anyway... Tom Cruise did the John Larroquette thing. He revisited a character, made it believable. I can see that. He's the reason why Maverick succeeded. Because, no offense, everybody, but the plot. <laughs> Drones, one word, done. We'll move on. Second, Jamie Lee Curtis, everything, everywhere, all okay, at once. Yeah. No one has mentioned her. You're absolutely she right. She was fantastic. And the fact that she's the quasi-love interest of <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. In another universe. With, with the hot dog fingers. <laughs> And them playing the piano with their toes. <laughs> Jamie Lee, dear God, that was a magnificent performance. Dragged me in. Absolutely one of the reasons I saw that movie was because she was attached to it. The third one, and my winner. Who was the best villain from last year? Who played in Morbius? <laughs> it wasn't Morbius. You've already mentioned the movie, you just haven't mentioned him. Are, are you serious? I forgot his name. I forgot everything about the villain in the movie. That's how great it was. One minute left. The Batman. Oh! Paul Dano. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, by far, was the best performance I saw last year. I can't believe I missed that. You're absolutely right. right. So let's break it down. Believable as a villain? Yes. Drew you in? Yes. 
uh, 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 formidable for the hero to overcome? Oh, dear God, yes. Yes. The master plan that I, it took me a while to figure out what the hell his master plan was. But the flooding of the entire city? Yeah. Absolutely 100% brilliant. So, so in, in my mind, we, we, we have a lack of good storytelling, but we have a lack of good storytelling because we have a lack of good villains to defeat. Okay. Because he was the best villain that I saw all of last year. He gets the nod as the best performance I saw in front of a camera last year. Uh, you know what? I, I can't argue with that uh, because I think we've all um, forgotten about Well, because the, the other spectacles have come. Right. And know. it was so early in the year, too. It was like in March right. when the Batman right, right. came out. Um, okay. So we, we've done best performance in front of the camera. We'll now do best performance behind, behind the camera. The camera? Okay. Which, which, which we want to state, right? We want to be clear. Um, we're, we're focusing on directors and writers. You could argue cinematography. You could argue special effects for those films that are like the MCU films, which are nothing but green screen nowadays. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of leaving that out because I feel that's more in the production category. Mm -hmm. um, so again, is, is can we limit it to writer, director? That's fine. Yeah. Is that reasonable? That's okay. fine. That's fine. So I'll go on this one. And yeah, you start? I honestly want to say this would be a tie, but for the same film. Um you know, we're all talking everything, everywhere, all at once, and I love it, and I agree. But I want to say the unsung heroes of last year are Matt Reeves and his cinematographer for the Batman, uh, um, Craig Frazier's, I believe his name is. He's my new favorite cinematographer. Nice. After I saw the Batman he did, uh, he did and is doing, um, you know, Dune. Um, right, for Villeneuve, right. and I just became a fan of his cinematography, and to the point where I decided to seek out anything after the Batman mm -hmm. that had his name attached to it. Uh, but also Matt Reeves too. I, my my first experience with Matt Reeves, I never saw Cloverfield, oh, and I went back and saw Cloverfield. I'm like, how the hell did I miss this? And then I watched his two Planet of the Apes films. Mm. They're very good. The, the mm -hmm. third one, yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, yeah, is the third so. One. Rise is first, isn't it? Rise, then dawn, then something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought Rise was the yeah. third one. Well, anyway, the, the third right. Planet of the Apes right. film, where the apes adopt War. the girl. War. Yeah. War of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, very, I, yeah, so, very good director. Yeah. So, I love um, the Daniels and everything they're doing, and they're getting all the accolades that they need to. But I really think the unsung hero, who is my favorite um, performance production-wise last year is a tie between Matt Reeves and his cinematographer Craig Frazier for The Batman. Okay, that's that's a pretty good one. Um, I, I'll, I'll move in next. Okay. Uh, I had to think about it, and, and obviously, tremendous amount of films from last year. And this is one that I originally felt fell in the best production category. Um, because a lot of people said, oh, the plot and the writing and the acting all kind of sucked, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I think, well, you're all stupid and you don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't I don't remember the director's name all of a sudden. I can't believe I'm blanking on that. But The Northman. Oh, Eggers. yeah. Um, Robert you. Eggers. Eggers. I, yeah, cause for some reason, I keep thinking it's an I and not an E. Yeah. So I keep thinking Eggers, and I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> um, but The Northman, for, for a few different reasons... And it really all revolves around how everything looked. 
Yes. You felt you were in 13th century Viking country. Yes. Um, the, uh, 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 Brian and I saw it together, and we joked that at the end of that movie, there's about three pages worth of drone cinematography credits. Yes. Because they did so much drone stuff. And I thought, boy, that's really interesting now that we have to do that. We have to say uh, films need to have drone footage. And I'm right? sure it uh, is, is better than hiring a helicopter and a pilot. And uh, no, but, but I mean, but it, I mean, I mean, that saves was, a lot of money on that. John Carpenter, as we all famously know, yeah. uh, was a helicopter guy and was the guy on a lot of his helicopter crane shots. Yeah. Uh, Cameron was in the helicopter that was chasing the truck in Terminator 2 yeah. to make sure the shot looked right. So, so this happens, but the fact that we now have to really think of drone footage as its own subset category in movies, um, absolutely, 100% owes a giant thanks to the Northman. Yes, are there other better written movies? You bet. Are there other uh, uh, better overall productions? We'll get to that in a moment. But the Northman, as far as the visually stunning shots put together by Edgars and the cinematographer, and, and, and really the, the scenery itself, uh, bring you into that world. So for me, it's, it's the Northman for behind-the-camera uh, performance. Very good. I No argument. So far, I don't have any arguments on any of these, <laughs> although um, our friend you know, last week, I had to Craig. argue with him over uh, Sigourney Weaver in Avatar. Oh, that's right. What, what was I felt anyway. she should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress because she plays a teenager. It's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you're both strong, well, strong opinion. But, but I mean, <laughs> j- just for a moment, if Avatar's winning actor awards, <laughs> you get where I'm going with this. For I moment. get, and I don't agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, you could say that it's voiceover work. They're doing all the I, acting. I That's it. not voiceover. Big difference. It, but... This is voiceover work. Yeah, all right. I'll, all you right. could do voiceover or ma- they could make it a category for it and do more that, voiceover yeah. or motion capture performance. By the way, a quick and shout out to like 10 retroactive ones to Andy. Yeah. Uh, a quick shout out to Disney <laughs> for thank you for bringing back Phineas and Ferb. Dr. <laughs> Doofenshmirtz is back. Um, they gave him they gave him 40 episodes. Oh shit. Thank you. Wow. I w- for, for a show that's been off the air for 10 years. Okay. Okay. Not to deviate too much for the point, but when is the Academy going to do best title design? An award. I they used to do that. No, they never did title design. Because you know how many Oscars Saul Bass would have won? Well, wait a minute. <laughs> Saul Bass and Maurice I thought that was Binder? part of the technical awards. No. They never had a best title design. Just like they don't have best stunt performance. Jeez, well, um, Oscars, get on that, would you? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Grammys don't have best... Don't make me send Brian to you. You the, don't want... The to. Grammys have best album cover art. I mean, come on. Oh, that's true. All right, so... All right, um, so... We, we haven't gotten hurt. Oh, yeah, go on, Marianne. Yeah. Come on, Marianne. So I'm going to go with a little something different on the, um, behind the camera, and I'm going to highlight the movie The Menu because I liked oh, it a lot. Oh, God. Food prep. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't well, tell what uh, Dan's I loved it, too. Here. Was that late 2022? Yeah. That November. counts, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. it was November. I loved yeah. it, too. And so I'm going to go with the writers who I had to pull up and look up, but it says Seth Rice and Will Tracy were the writers. Um, I'm going with the writers because when I was watching it, I kept thinking, maybe it's because I'm like just a film person, but it felt like it wasn't just about like food people or people who are, you know, just pretentious in general. It felt like it was a criticism of film to me. And yeah, you brought that up. I did last week because oh. I kind of felt like the Nicholas Holt character was like one of those wannabe filmmakers who's like, oh, my favorite filmmaker is the a most amazing thing. Oh, and like everything us. he does is the best thing ever. And then when he actually tries to make his own thing, yeah. it ends up being 
spoiler alert, you know, like awful and terrible. <laughs> and so it's like, geez, that sounds like us. <laughs> no, no, that's that's a re- that, no, that's a really interesting. Well, I mean, you know, you, and you can keep going further with that with the Janet McTeer character, I had, a I film had crit- up who on is that. the food yeah. critic, but she could also be a film critic who, you know, some. I, it's probably not as much of a case anymore, but you know, in the older or in the old days, the uh, film critics yeah. kind of would make a movie sometimes, right? Yeah. So Roger guys, Ebert <laughs> yeah, well, as yeah. a writer. So it's like you know, I just kept trying to like, I kept coming up with different ideas. Same thing in my with, head with rock critics of, too. I mean, Lester Bangs formed a punk rock band. No, right, but, right. but I, I, that's that's a really interesting aspect. And and my I I watched the menu with Brianna, my daughter, mm-hmm. and and the one argument I had was, you're going to tell me that there isn't like the fifth line cook who goes. I'm sorry. Wait, we're all dying, right? You know what I mean. And yeah. it's like, it's like I just got hired on three weeks ago. Spoiler like, alert. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I didn't. And, and the the scene where the one woman says, "It was my idea that we all die," right? That's a great scene, yeah. and it's very well written. And I'm totally with you there. Yeah. But then my brain went, "Wait a minute, everybody? Yeah, like everybody really signed off on that? Like, yeah. did I miss something?" So, so I don't I, think they believed it though, because like no, no. they were saying. We're really all dying today. Well, well, I mean the 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 people, yeah. yeah, and 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 the you're talking about the crew. Jesus God, the s'more. That <laughs> oh whole my speech God. of the s'more. He he might be the second best villain from last year. Yeah, but is he a villain? Think I, about oh, it. Oh God, yeah, he's absolutely a villain. Now <laughs> is he is he driven to be a villain? That's a different argument. Okay, yeah, but he's absolutely a villain. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I ended up picking them because I'm thinking about the story still oh, a lot afterward. And I want to kind of go back and watch no. it and see if I can make more connections of like, oh, well, that character is like this thing related to film. Okay. That's really good. That's a Thanks. really good one. Okay. We're good. All right. All right so, so, so now we're moving into the third award, the best production. So again, not best film. I want to be clear about this. Yes. Because we, we want to say I loved film X. But boy, didn't let, and and there's and there's a, you know, for me, there's a specific movie that fits this category like a hundred percent. You probably already know what it is. Yeah, you told us offline. Yeah. So, um, but there there are films that we see and go, man, I loved watching that. But if I turn my brain on, right, and try to watch it again, I'm gonna be like, hey, wait a minute, right? That's like Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what? That's an excellent. Example. Turn your brain off to watch that, and it's but, a, but it's a guilty pleasure. The two best performances of the of the movie Armageddon are Will Patton, yeah, as as the guy who says I got something big coming up, and his kid sees him on TV, and she says that's your dad, right? And and Patton when the when the little kid runs up to him at the end and he tilts his head like a dog, right? I mean, yeah. So Will Patton and uh, Fitchner, the pilot okay. of the space shuttle. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's minor characters yeah had the movie just been about Patton and Fitchner and we got rid of everybody else there you go right <laughs> now ha- had they been had had Patton played the Willis character and Fitchner played the NASA slash commander whole whole different movie yeah and probably would have been 10 times better so so what is your pick for best production this God year? help me ladies and gentlemen <sighs> I'm going to the danger zone. Oh God! Top Gun Maverick. Playing with the boys. A quick, a quick side story. Brian and I go see Top Gun Maverick in a relatively packed theater. Um, the real IMAX theater. Real Harkins IMAX theater. IMAX. Beautifully shot. Wonderful camera work. John Kaczynski. Absolutely one of my favorite 
directors all the way since Tron Legacy. Um, and he just keeps and he just keeps doing it. He just keeps coming up with creative idea after creative idea. Tom Cruise idea. works with the best same three directors: yeah. Doug Liman, uh, Kaczynski, and Christopher McQuarrie. Right. Well, and and they each have and they each have screenwriting ability. Yeah. Right. Lyman writes, McQuarrie writes, Kaczynski writes. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a creative flow there. But the aerial shots in Maverick, that sequence that you've probably seen on YouTube, like me, seven hundred times when he's going through the initial training of his pilots and the pilots say, let's put some skin in the game. Every time we lose, we got to do 200 pushups. And, and it's the who, right? Is playing yep. in the background. Mm -hmm. uh, and that whole sequence makes that movie. It's about seven minutes long. And, and Cruz absolutely schools every single one of those snotty little bastard pilots, mm -hmm. <laughs> including the women, right? Uh, bastard S, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, trying to get my pronouns right, people. No. Uh, so again, love the production value of that movie. The plot is ridiculous, stupid, moronic. <laughs> and some of the... You sound of, like a snobby film critic I, right I, now, I, I man. Do, and that's fine. And this, is, and this is my point. Son of Roger Ebert. You no. can watch that movie, turn your brain off, and have a tremendous time. I loved it. But it was not the if if I watch everything everywhere all at once, I get a completely different, deeper, agreed, agreed, okay. yeah. agreed. Than I do from Top Gun Maverick. However, I will say the heart of the film, though, for me, is you find out that he and Ice all those years became very close, and the movie has earned tears, earned tears. I, I agree in that scene. Yeah, yeah. And to me, that's the heart of the film. Right there. Well, the, and, and remember, they mentioned Ice's character very early on during the test pilot phase. Yeah. Right. When he's Admiral, whatever, uh, uh, I forget the character's last name. Yeah. You know, use your guardian angel and will always protect you and blah, blah, blah. So it was very sweet that they even did the extent of, now we're going to bring Val Kilmer into this. It's a small yeah. thing. But again, that's what, that's what makes Top Gun Maverick the best production, not the right. best film of 2022. Okay. Um, I, we'll go either way. I don't care. Do you want to go, Marion? Or uh, I honestly, I don't even really have an answer. To that All right, one, so. um, you really don't. I was no, a big I fan of the MCU. Everybody knows. I thought it was very good over the course of up to Endgame. Very good shared story. He's seeking therapy. Everyone. No, some <laughs> of the individual films um, were flawless, but when you put the whole together, the whole was greater than the sum of the parts. I felt, um, and I felt that after Endgame, because Endgame, I thought and still think is a very good film. They should have waited six years before they went and launched another section of this. We needed a break because I think they're now doing way too damn much. Oversaturated. Yep, with yeah. shows on Disney+. Plus. I haven't watched Moon Knight yet or Moonlight, whatever the fuck it is. I haven't Moon watched uh, um, Werewolf. I mean, Oscar Isaac is good. So. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> but I haven't watched Werewolf by Night. It's like I'm overloaded. Yeah. So I had high hopes for Thor, Love, and Thunder. I liked Taika Waititi. I liked what he did with Ragnarok. I liked Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. That was one of my favorite films sure. of that year because I didn't expect the turn that it made. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to be a political cartoon. That was it. But yeah. then it makes this drastic turn and I'm like, holy yeah. shit. <laughs> um, and so I had high hopes for Love and you know, Thunder. I don't know if Disney or Marvel execs got into him, it's a shit film. It is a shit film. <laughs> but damn it, 
with the exception of one effect scene with the cutoff heads. <laughs> um, what the fuck were they thinking? Come on, you're spending $200, $300 million on a movie, and you got that amateurish visual effects? Other than that, production-wise, the look, whatever r- real set design they did, I don't know, mm-hmm. because, but the look, the costumes, the sound design, all of that stuff, I would say production-wise, it was very good. Um, uh, so I could probably watch the film again, and I've been stalling watching it again uh, because it was such a seriously Marvel. We're going here, right? And now the DC films are amping up their game. Whatever universe they're doing now, uh, like the the Matt Reeves Bat universe, and now the new DC EU that James Gunn is supervising. You are you have sunk this low, but yet, damn. That scene with Zeus. <laughs> okay. That scene with no, Zeus. That's, that's the big yeah. auditorium. I don't know how much of it was CG. Planet, I'm Planet sure about eighty percent of it was yeah. CG. But still, <laughs> it looked beautiful. So I would have to say for best production, but shite movie. Okay. Thor: that's, Love and Thunder. That's a really interesting one. I like that. Don't look at me. I don't have a. I still don't have an answer for it. <laughs> well, uh, okay. How, how I'm having trouble with it because I, when I'm thinking about movies, like even if the story, I, I go based on you know like supposed quality and my enjoyment. And so like if I really enjoy the movie, I'm still gonna rate it high. So I'm like trying to look at through my movies of like ones I rated high, but. I think maybe they weren't actually good. Like, well, I, I mean, know. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll give well, you. I, I just had to. <laughs> right. I'll say <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, the horror doing. movie Zombie by that Italian. I forgot his name. I finally watched it last year. Um, it's it's schlocky. It is schlocky. If you're gonna tell me, is this a great film? No, it sucks. But <laughs> it's great. I get to see zombies eating this woman's body. Well, and it's awesome. I get to see a knife go through her fucking eye. And, and just and just to maybe dissociate for a moment, what what are we really talking about, right? So we talk about what's your best film that was the combination. Right. Everything, everywhere, well, no, all no, no, at no, once. I'm just saying, yeah. in other yeah, words, yeah. best film is the combination of best performances right. and best production. Take the two together. It's like a s'more. Anyway. <laughs> and, you, and, and you get something greater. Best performance can be separate from best film, yeah. best production. Mm-hmm. Best production, I suppose, is you could think of best production as solely behind the camera. Like, right? no, you I, like I certain know. aspects. Well, I get it. Yeah, I just, no, I'm right, looking right. through my movies that well, I watch. Right, like, I'm for just... example, you've mentioned the menu. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people and a lot of critics have had issues with the menu from the plot perspective. Yeah, they could all kiss my ass. I, I'm, with, <laughs> I'm with you. But as, as a spectacle... And the production values, top-notch, right? It's, it's primarily one location. Cameras don't move mm-hmm. around a whole mm-hmm. lot. No steady cam, no herky-jerky, uh, Paul Greengrass, born identity. You know what I mean? I like, got to tell you, I'm tired of that. Uh, I call it stylized handheld. Well, we, we, we right. moved beyond that. Yeah. Right. It, it, as opposed to when you watch The French Connection, they actually just said... Everything's smooth. Well, no, I mean, there's handheld in the, the French Connection, but it's very documentary style. It, mm-hmm. It's almost like, okay, it's a chase scene. You follow Gene Hackman chasing him down the street. Right. Whereas Paul right. Greengrass is what I call rehearsed handheld. Make sure you're kind of shaking the camera yeah. a bit yeah. now, and you're going to go up a bit. Whereas here, it's like, you got the camera, just run with him. I'm, I'm kind of impressed that we've stumped Marianne, to be honest. Um, 
Well, I can... Okay. There was a movie you didn't like. I know there was something you didn't like. Well, actually, you weren't too big on Top Gun. You pointed out... No, that's the, not true. You pointed out that it was basically a rewrite of A New Hope. Well, yeah, the battle I still scene. enjoyed it, though. Oh, wow. No, I, I, <laughs> I already knew that, folks. Come no, on. No, I mean, if, I if you it. haven't figured that out, that's I can't good, help it's you. It's a good movie. Yeah. I just thought the plot, it just reminded me of that. Okay. Yeah, no, and you're right. It, it's almost a dead-on <laughs> copy. So, Except he didn't shoot womp rats. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and who strikes the final blow for the freedom of the United States of America? That's right, everybody. Bob. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't Bob. It was the other guy. Was it? I yeah. Thought, I thought Bob hit it. It was, no, it was the hunky guy. Who, Glenn Yeah, yeah, he comes back and saves Maverick and... Um... Yeah, but he saves Maverick, but it wasn't him. It, it, okay, I thought it was Bob. I think, I think you're right. I, I you thought, know what? Okay, yeah, right. it was Bob. I've it, only seen it, it was though, so. Bob. I mean, what about Bob anyways? And, <laughs> See and, what I did and, there, folks? Ha, ha, ha. who is Bob? I don't know. Who remember, is Bob? Remember we, we saw it and Lewis we were like, Pullman? hey, this guy looks really familiar. Bill Pullman. He's son. Bill Pullman. Oh, that's son. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Right. So right. all we need now is a remake of Independence Day, and we've got our <laughs> president of the United States. Uh, no, I. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you an answer. It's not exactly in the same line as you guys, but I'll go with Puss in Boots: The Last <gasps> Wish, because mm. I actually really liked it. I'm not saying. See, I'm saying this. This is a different line. No, I love this. Yeah, Keep because I yeah. really liked it. It. I went in expecting. Oh, it's just you know another little kids movie, or it's an animated movie with Puss in Boots, but. It was sad. Like I've heard, I this. started crying. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna like, have to watch it what now. What the well, no. heck happened? And, and, this is, and I, the story, it's like this nice little adventure story. Have you seen it, Dan? I have not seen it. Okay, so it's this adventure story. It starts out, you know. It has uh, like three different parts to it, and all of them were really good and put together. They're all really good. And the the only thing I will say, I guess it, it doesn't necessarily fit that this is my pick for best production is the animation looked kind of weird at some points, like it was unfinished, but I think that was just the style. But maybe when you guys see it, you can tell me. But like from beginning to end, it was like, what? I didn't expect this out of this movie. You know what? No, but that's really interesting in a way because I don't know, do we consider cartoon films films? I do. Oh, right? Yeah. I do. No, no, yeah, no, I'm just saying, but just like, you know, make that statement up front. Yeah. But I really like that concept because when we talk about the production value, especially in a cartoon film, it's really the production value. It's that, animated film, Dan. Uh, right, <laughs> but it's it's what shines through, because you, you you know the voice work can be great and yeah, uh, uh, and all of that can be wonderful. But if the art, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, Spider Man. If the, if the art doesn't match, it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yep. You could have the best voiceover people in the world. You could have a million Robin Williams in a room, and they could <laughs> right, and they could do every voice under the sun. Right. Um, if the art doesn't match up, she's one hundred percent correct on this. Yeah, that, that is in fact an excellent. Choice. I want to see it Thank now. You. I I stayed away from it because I was. Oh, I, want, I wanted to see of, it but, when it came out. But I do want to see it. Antonio Banderas, the voice of Antonio. <laughs> you know what, dude? I will get the four K disc of that because it's being released. <laughs> Sony Pictures Home Video does a one work on that. On I am that absolutely shit. not afraid to say this. I am not a gay man, but Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Well, if you like the, him for the voice, there's a scene I, in Puss in Boots where he's talking to like five different versions of himself. Oh, that's so. fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, now I, I got to see it. I think it's eight versions. Now I got to see it. Now well, no, I just, well, just, and, and, and there, uh, we talked about uh, a couple episodes back, the unexploded firecracker, right? Mm -hmm. The actor who should have made it huge and never really made it huge. Banderas is one of those guys. I thought he was huge. Was he? I mean. So he was in, he was in the He has at least one Oscar nomination. For what? For um, Avito, right? 
No, no, it was. Oh, it was what a couple the years circus? Ago. No, it was a couple years ago. It was that Spanish film. Like I'm drawing. A oh blank no, on. the Pedro Almodovar movie. Yes. Yes, yes. I know what yes. she's talking about, but I can't think of the title of the movie. No, so well, anyway, he's one of those guys where I felt like coming off of the Desperado films, he could have been a oh. George Clooney type. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> Antonio, if you're out there, go read. The it's book. all because go read the book Twilight at Max Place, and you'll know what I mean. <laughs> it's all because Madonna tried to hit on oh, him in Truth it. or Dare. That's why. But no, but Madonna's but anyway, a curse. Five minutes. But but there's an excellent point of a production value, right? That goes beyond just the regular moving uh, movie writing uh, 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 performance values. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's an excellent, excellent okay. choice. Thanks. I yeah, I do too. So. That's so, our Loggy Awards. I forgot yeah. who we nominated, but 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 <laughs> well, that's who well, he, no, that, that's so, our discussion so, of the Loggy Awards. You, you want to just recap them real quick? So uh, yes. log, log Awards for Marianne. <laughs> well, no, wait. So which best picture was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Best performance in front of the camera. I didn't end up making a final decision on that one. Okay, which is fine. <laughs> best performance behind the camera. The writers of the menu. Okay, and best production was Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. Brian, for me, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I agreed with Marianne for in front of the camera, behind the camera. Uh, tied with director Matt Reeves and cinematographer Craig Frazier. But but the Batman as the movie. Right. Okay. And um, best production. Best production, I said Thor, Love and Thunder. Let me stress this again. Shite movie. Um, no, no. I, great I, production. That's, that's the point of the production. Right. So for me, best film of the year, I'm going to be a copycat, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, best performance of the year in front of the camera, Paul Dano, the Riddler uh, from the Batman. Best that. villain of last year. <laughs> if, if anything, our heroes defeat villains, and we want good villains to match. Uh, best performance behind the camera, The Northman, um, and maybe even a subcategory for drone cinematography, yeah. some of the best cinematography you'll ever see, and best production, uh, Top Gun Maverick. It, 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 didn't, it, w it was a great film. It was not a great story. I but, but there are several elements in that film that stick through. Uh, where, where did we wind up? Just to, just to kind of put a, a coda on this. So up until November... Top grossing film of last year was Top Gun Maverick. Right. With Avatar, I think. Avatar overtook it. Avatar overtook it. Yeah. Yep. And Dan hasn't seen Avatar. I'll I just, haven't seen Avatar. I have seen it, and it was one of the best. Everyone dies at the end. It was one of the best theatrical <laughs> experiences I have had. Well, but I would. <laughs> what is it? He, I'll he say gave, this. He gave the studio the script for four and five. Yeah. And this, this is my daughter telling me this. So, so James Cameron writes. Two, three, four, and five, basically all at the same time. Jimmy, you're nuts, dude. Cut back on the coffee, man. We love you. <laughs> uh, but he writes all four. Uh, two and three get greenlit like that. He hands the studio the script for four and five. They send him back one post-it that says, no notes. <laughs> so whatever the hell he's coming up with for four or five. Jeez. Right? I, I mean... I will say this, though. Everybody likes to talk shit about Cameron, but... Every time out, I will say it, he's been right. Well, how Was about, been how about this? right about the well, abyss, no, no, right about Terminator. I mean, I don't like that movie. But I mean, here's, here's a better, well, here's, here's How a, dare just, just like Francis Ford Coppola's well, Megalopolis no, no, is going to be but, the greatest but, film in the history but, of cinema. But, but flip it around for a moment. Why are people negative against Cameron, Coppola, 
John Scorsese, uh, Scorsese Nolan. They were negative on. They were never negative on Scorsese until he made that comment about Marvel films. No, they were negative on Scorsese when Irishman came out. Oh, it's three hours long. Well, right, (laughs) but but they were nagging on him because he dared say that the Marvel films are theme park films. Sorry, where I'm going with this is, and people out there on the internet who are listening, it is far easier to criticize, to point the finger and say bad, than it is to say, oh my God, this is great. Right. Right. And, and one of the things I've said to these folks quite a bit is we, we have a lack of great films. When you have a lack of great films, good films become great films. Bad films become average films. Crap films become bad films. Everything gets moved up a peg. Yeah. Right? We, we don't have Lawrence of Arabia. We don't have uh, uh, the cinema of old that we remember <laughs> and linger on, right? Uh, Brian found a, a road show of 2001 and how it should be displayed. Mm-hmm. And there's two intermissions? One intermission. One intermission, but there's a pause. There's another pause somewhere, I think, before they do the Jupiter. No. So, it, the, before it, they do the infinite jump. It right? said, no, no, there's no other intermission, but it says to, uh, to close the curtains as yeah, soon yeah, as yeah. the word intermission as comes soon, up. Soon, okay, gotcha. House lights come up and uh, start the entract here. And, but it, it's... So where, where I'm going with that, folks, is in the past when we used to watch movies, we watched them in an entirely different way True. than we do today. One last thing I'm going to hit up before we close the thing out. The godfather of streaming is a man named Reed Hastings. You don't know who this is? I do. Okay. CEO. I know where you're going with uh, yeah, CEO <laughs> of Netflix. He's stepping down. He did. He stepped down and, and he's 25 years as the streaming head of Netflix. If any man has changed cinema significantly, how we think about cinema, how we watch cinema, how we, how we imbibe media, it's probably Reed Hastings and it's probably Netflix. I had Netflix when I got the DVDs. So did I. I had Netflix when it went to streaming. That change has changed everything. It's changed mm-hmm. our movie-going experience. It's changed our, our experience and how we imbibe almost any form of media. Mm-hmm. And and so, so a quick shout out to him as we close out the podcast for today. Yep. Thank you, Reed, for for ushering in the future and maybe destroying a little bit of the past as well. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's twofold, but uh, I won't go into my saying because we'll be here all day. All right. But thank you all for joining yeah. us here. Spread the word about our podcast. Um, please and like and subscribe. Please um, please <laughs> spread the word so we can get sponsorships and I can say sponsored by Skillshare. Yeah, right. Spon- um, <laughs> sponsored by Manscaped. Sponsored by Manscaped. NordVPN. <laughs> NordVPN. <laughs> NordVPN. <laughs> hey, you want some Viking internet connection? NordVPN. <laughs> I mean, it'd be appropriate for a film podcast. There you go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, have right. a great one. Let, let, and Let's we'll... close it out. So this has been... I'm Brian. I'm Marianne. And I'm the idiot Daniel. And we're so happy that you've <laughs> that You've joined us in our family film community. Have a good one. Be safe, everybody. Enjoy 